This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Love Brand You, the show about personal branding, how your values, beliefs, and actions help you define and discover your calling and the evolution of you and your brand. I'm your host, Sam Rayfoss. Welcome to 2018. I just realized that this is episode 18, the first show for 2018, and I'm on episode 18. On this show, I want to share about the impact of social media on branding, tips on planning for this year, and how you can actively work towards achieving your personal brand, which in essence is what you want to be known for and how social media really can help you do that. So let's start with the impact of social media. Just two years ago in November of 2015, so 26 months ago, Ryan Holmes, the CEO of Hootsuite, wrote an article titled, Why Businesses Can't Survive Without Social Media. And here's how it started. Today, it's hard to imagine businesses without the internet. Rewind a few years, however, and it's amazing how many digital skeptics were still around. Case in point, in 1995, Newsweek published the now infamous article titled, The Internet, Bah, insisting the web was just a fad. Think about that. In 1995, Newsweek, one of the most reputable sources of news, says that the internet is just a fad. Ryan Holmes goes on in the next paragraph, right now we're undergoing a business transformation just as momentous as the advent of the internet. It promises Its promise is almost as limitless, and yet there are still holdouts who insist it's just a fad. I'm talking, of course, about social media. Social media is the next wave of digital transformation that started with the web, and its bottom line impact is proving just as huge. For businesses today, the best way to keep your company successful, in my estimation, is to fully embrace social media, not incorporating Twitter, Facebook, and other social channels into your strategy in 2015 is roughly the equivalent of insisting the web was just a fad a decade or so ago. Backward-looking, blinkered, and above all, a serious business liability. So those are words from Ryan Holmes in that article. So flash forward to January of 2018. Listeners, I am living proof that social media is one, if not the top way to keep you and your business successful. I was an early adopter on much of the social media channels, but truthfully, I I didn't get serious about building my platforms and networks until late 2013. 
And by 2015, it had made a serious positive impact in my own business, so much so that it's why I actively promote and train people how to build your brand foundation. And that's the bedrock, really, of Love Brand You, why that came to me in an aha moment a couple of years ago, that phrase, Love Brand You. And certainly it lay dormant until I decided to bring it out and make it the topic of this podcast, but it incorporates your personal brand, your business name, if you need or want, and how you integrate your social media platforms to build a strong foundation. Make no mistake, social media is not a fad. I want to share with you some statistics about customer interaction and customer care on social media because I think it makes the impact and drive home the point of why social media has to be a top focus of your marketing strategy in 2018, which I'll go into after the break. But first, I can't resist. I clicked through to read the article from 1995, and I have to share a bit of that with you. Because I think like me, you, you will be amazed at what the article says and what, you know, what it's actually like today. So when I click through to the article from Ryan Holmes' article, uh, the Newsweek article said, Why the Web Won't Be Nirvana. And this was by Clifford Stahl on February 26, 1995. After two decades online, I'm perplexed. It's not that I haven't had a gas of a good time on the internet. I've met great people and even caught a hacker or two. But today, I'm uneasy about this most trendy and oversold community. Visionaries see a future of telecommuting workers, interactive libraries, and multimedia classrooms. They speak of electronic town meetings and virtual communities. Commerce and business will shift from offices and malls to networks and modems. And the freedom of digital networks will make government more democratic. Baloney. Do our computer pundits lack all common sense? The truth is no online database will replace your daily newspaper. I know, I had to take a break there because I thought of all of the journalists that I know that are no longer working at newspapers, I wonder what they would say. Anyway, back to, the truth is no online database will replace your daily newspaper. No CD-ROM can take away the place of a competent teacher and no computer network will change the way governments work. Consider today's online world, the Usernet. A worldwide bulletin board allows anyone to post messages across the nation. Your word gets out leapfrogging editors and publishers. Every voice can be heard cheaply and instantly. The result, every voice is heard. 
The cacophony more closely resembles citizens' band radio, complete with handles, harassment, and anonymous threats. When most everyone shouts, few listen. How about electronic publishing? Try reading a book on disc. At best, it's an unpleasant chore. The myopic glow of a clunky computer replaces the friendly pages of a book. And you can't tote that laptop to the beach. Yet Nicholas ne Negroponte, director of the MIT Media Lab, predicts that we'll soon buy books and newspapers straight over the internet. Uh, sure. I want you to let that sink in. Barely 23 years ago, this is what the experts said about the web. The article goes on to talk about how there's no way to safely send money or to sell online, how computers are not a good way to teach kids, and how computers and chat rooms isolate us from one another, and more. According to Newsweek, the visionaries were wrong about the web. It was just a fad. Think about that as we take a break, and when I come back, we will get into why social media is definitely not a fad. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's virtual office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's virtual office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's virtual office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Are you a speaker who has an inspiring, insightful message that will help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? If the answer is yes, we invite you to become a pro member of the eWomen Speakers Network. We have over 500,000 women connected through 118 chapters spread across North America. We're looking for speakers to share their wisdom and breakthrough ideas. Go to eWomenNetwork.com and join our Speakers Network. The benefits for pro speakers are incredible. Go to eWomenNetwork.com. We are back. Before the break, I said I'd get into some statistics. I know that not everyone likes statistics, but when it comes to making the point about why we need to be on social media, whether we're a personal brand, we're a small business, we're an entrepreneur, we're a company. If you sell anything, whether it's a service, a product, you, you have to be online. So these are the stats that you want to know about. And these stats are uh, primarily United States stats, but we can uh, mirror them to Canada from any of my research. And a couple of them referred to the UK as well. But overall, overall the research that I looked at, and this came from... Let's see, uh, most of this came from an infographic from 
socialforretail.com, the rise of social media customer care. So just to point out, seven of 10 people are on social media from 2005 to 2016. Users rose from 5% to 69%. Facebook Messenger alone has been downloaded 1.2 billion. Billion. 1.2 billion times. 90% of users communicate with a brand via social media. 63% of customers expect service via social media. People prefer social media for customer services. People prefer social media for customer service. 34.5% for, for social media, 27.4% for website or live chat, 19.4% for email, and 16.1% for phone or a toll-free number even. And I want to make a point that when I was looking at some statistics that people were saying, oh, it's only for millennials. Well, I'm not a millennial. I'm a baby boomer. And baby boomers still make up um, on some of the statistics, baby boomers still make up 50% of people that are using social media, 54% uh, on some statistics versus uh, 46% would be for millennials. Anyway, the point is there is no higher demographic when it comes to customer care from what I could figure out. Customers who receive a response through social media spend 20 to 40% more. And I could tell you story, personal stories, many of them from my experiences with social media, but from a sales point of view, what you have to realize when people are connecting with you via social media, if you have a product or service, most of those people are ready to buy. Think about that. And that's only even from my personal experience because I'm on social media so much that I'm doing my research. So when I'm connecting, because social media is supposed to be quick. So here's just one of my experiences. Instagram, I've used it before. I could use the same example from, from Twitter. However, I'm, I'm going to use the one that I remember from Instagram. So let's say ABC Carpet Cleaning Company followed me on Instagram. It's a local company. I won't say their name. Um, but they follow me. I follow them back. I receive a message promoting their one, one room special cleaning rate. And honestly, if I get those promotions and they don't interest me, I ignore them. However, it so happened that I'd spilled a cup of coffee on my carpet the week before. I had cleaned it the best I could and thankfully you couldn't see the coffee. However, this message stimulated me to think about, oh, 
maybe, maybe this would be good to check out this special. I sent a message back and said, please contact me about this special. Here is my phone number or you can message me back. And listeners, you guys, I was ready to buy. If somebody would have contacted me, even within 24 hours, they probably would have had a sale from me. They would have had someone coming to my apartment cleaning my carpet. And what are the chances of them happening to upsell me on the other couple rooms in my apartment? Higher when they're in my apartment. But I never heard anything back from them to this day and this is likely six months ago but to this day I have not even got a response so think about that 70% of complaints go unanswered on Twitter and there's many many more statistics however I I want to make it clear social media is not a sales channel. Even though sales do happen, it is interaction and a social place to be for people to get to know you, like you, trust you as a brand before they're ready to buy. Brands send 23 promotional messages for every one response given to their audience. This is why people think it's a sales channel. And this is why people that haven't adopted social media or are not on social media believe that they're either going to get sold to or they have to figure out their sales strategy right away. So if you say you're on social media and all you've done is hire a social media company to automate messages for you, you've missed the golden opportunity to engage with your customers and nurture your community. Bottom line, you have to be authentic. And from social media today, I just grabbed a, a note from an infographic on how to be authentic on social media. One, know who you are. Two, create the conversation with your followers. Three, don't be afraid to take a stand. Four, show off your personality. Five, respond, respond, respond. And by saying don't be afraid to take a stand, what they are referring to there and what I talk about with my clients is be who you are is just as important to show people who you're not because it helps them not engage with you and engage with who is a better fit for them. Because the more that you can get to your ideal people connecting with you, the higher chance that you build your community, which in turn can lead to sales. So what I tell my clients to begin with is you're not so much worried about your sales strategy. So yes, all of, all of the above points are true on that authenticity. But first, when you're getting on social media, you have to be present. Get used to being on a platform, trying things, send a message, retweet, watch what others are doing, follow a few people in your own niche to see what they're doing. 
and I don't mean copying people. We don't need copies of, of, of the same people. You need to be authentic, but you can still get an idea of your, of your niche market. So watch what others are doing, and most important, be present. Be there. Exposure is number one. When you're not there and people are looking for you, then people question why you're a business if you're not where you're expected to be. And if someone connects with you, check it out. Not everything is going to be an automated message that you can ignore. Yes, people do send those messages. But just like me, sending a message back because I was interested in what that company had to say, they missed out on a sale and possibly many more. If you're not replying to your notifications or you're replying too late, you have lost trust and you have lost potential business or business itself. I'm consistently checking my notifications and messages. I've gained friends, colleagues, jobs, speaking gigs, coaching clients, guests for this show, collaborations, strategic alliances, and more through having a strong social media presence. When I'm helping people create their brand and online platforms, there is a process. There's a process to building the foundation. And it's like when you're building a house and you're building that foundation, nobody sees the foundation. They see the house, but they don't see the foundation. But if it didn't have a strong foundation, that house would fall down. And this is what I say to people when I'm working with them that, you know, they, they want something to happen quickly. And I'm saying, we have got to get your foundation strong before we're getting into into you know um, doing your strategy or or doing any advertising or promotion if you don't have a strong foundation and you haven't nurtured your community it it doesn't work social media is a marathon it's not a sprint it takes time to build your online presence but i can assure you it is worth it the key to remember is just like any great company, your own brand is evolving and changing. By being on social media, you can learn what your customers and clients want from you, and that can help you interact, serve, and nurture them, which can in turn lead to all the things that I talked about before, gaining friends, colleagues, jobs, speaking gigs, clients, collaborations but it does take time. Social media is not a fad. I encourage you to make it a top goal for 2018. If you'd like to know more about my social media brand foundation, head to my contact page on samrafus.com. Choose which way you like to connect. Again, whether you like email, whether you like to message me on any platform, if you're on, if you're on LinkedIn, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, any social media platform, I'm there. You can text me. My phone number is there. You can email me. You can call or you can book my online calendar. I respond to every message and I'd love to talk with you about making 2018 
your year for embracing social media. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me each week. I encourage you to head to iTunes and subscribe to Love Brand You. If you have a topic or a guest in mind, let me know. I'm your host, Sam Rafis. Here's to success in 2018. Until next time, keep sharing the love. This is the EWN Podcast Network.